Every podcast needs a theme song. And here's mine. Hi, folks. Welcome to this episode of Restoring History. I am Mike Keller, and on today's show, I'll be joined again by our good friend, Heather Bates, who actually won't be reading the news today. She's here to talk with me and John Cordes, artist of Mustache, about the new Avengers Age of Ultron movie, which we all saw this week. And Heather also tells us a little bit about her trip to Harry Potter land, which she was very excited about. But first... This podcast brought to you by my company, Calistration Incorporated. Visit us at calistration.com and check out our Master Series line of high-quality art restoration prints. Our first set, featuring Little Nemo in Slumberland, is available now. These are restored directly from the original art, and you get a total of four, that's right, four 18 by 24 inch prints, full color, and will look great hanging on your wall or displayed in a standard 18 by 24 inch portfolio. New prints are available every couple of months. We have an announcement coming up soon, so keep listening and visit often at calistration.com. That's K-E-L-L-U-S-T-R-A-T-I-O-N.com, calistration.com. All right, before we get talking about the new Avengers movie, I want to tell you a little bit about a project that I'm really enjoying working on. We've been doing for Dark Horse Studios for a few years now. And that's uh, the Edgar Rice Burroughs Tarzan Sundays by Hal Foster. Aside from his work on Prince Valiant, Foster's work on Tarzan is probably my favorite work of his. Uh, Dark, Art, Dark Horse has been publishing oversized volumes collecting Foster's Tarzan comic trips for a few years. Well, I, I say oversized, but they're published at the same size that the strips were originally published back in the 1930s. His work is beautiful, and I can't recommend these books enough. But what I wanted to specifically talk about were the challenges that we face in restoring this material. Uh, we use what we call the scan and clean method to restore this work. Simply put, we scan an original printing of the comic strip, plop it into Photoshop, then use our computer magic to remove the yellowing from the paper, and try to tidy up any problem areas as best we can. Now, you've heard me complain about comic book printing, but... Comic printing is perfection compared to comic strip newspaper printing. Holy cow. Uh, not only color shifting by over a full inch in one direction, but uh, color screens fading out completely, color screens filling in completely. The uh, comic strips bleeding through from the back page, blending in with the front page. Uh, line art completely disappearing halfway through the panel. I, I could list these problems for hours and Oh, the ink colors. Good Lord. If I was ever doubting that different newspaper publishers use different shades of red and blue when publishing the same exact script, those doubts are clearly alleviated here. There are instances where blue was replaced with dark purple ink. Not even just dark blue, just straight up purple. So the question becomes, what do we do? We can't afford to search out and purchase dozens of copies of the original printings of these strips. And even if we could, we'd often, if not mostly, just be choosing the least horrific option. So what we do is we do our best. We know what the standard colors were back in the 1930s, and we use those as our base and try to match those colors to the formulas that we know were used back then. We do our best to replace the Bende dots, but... That's a task that's impossible to restore perfectly unless we restore the entire image all the way down by down to replacing all the dots uh, because it, 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 it becomes very apparent. If we just replace 
uh, one area with brand new dots, it's going to really stick out compared to the other dots, which, which just keep varying in size and density because of the horrible printing. Um, of course, you know, that, that can be done, but as I've explained in previous podcasts, the book would end up costing you thousands of dollars. It would take us years to do it. And my guess is the people aren't going aren't to wait that long and pay enough money for us to continue doing something like this, which of course is why, you know, the master series is more of a, uh, a labor of love for us. Uh, of course, the worst part is the line art. Uh, Hal Foster's work was so beautiful, and it, it, it's mangled, often literally to the point of being unrecognizable by the printing. Quite literally, you can't tell what some objects are or read the facial expressions because, of the, uh, because the printing obliterated it. And in many, if not most cases, we aren't able to find versions that were originally printed that weren't mangled in this manner. So we're stuck regurgitating the same garbage back into the world. And don't get me wrong. Don't twist my word. I've, I've always said we make sure that our restorations are always an improvement on the original printings. But sadly, we don't always have the resources to do a perfect job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. No such thing as perfection. But you know what I mean. Uh, Tarzan by Hal Foster oh, and, and even by Bern Hogarth are two strips that I would love to restore properly someday. There's some pieces of original art out there and hopefully we'll be able to get our hands on it and give it the love and attention it deserves. The great thing about it is that we'd be able to accurately restore Tarzan all the way down to the Bende dots. So they would look just as wonderful as, let's say, oh, uh, the Prince Valiant collections put up by Fantagraphics. If you haven't seen these, please, you know, seek them out. They're, they're just gorgeous. Uh, they were scanned from almost perfect printer's proofs, and they are. They're, just, they're, they're beautiful. Uh, they're fitting tributes to Hal Foster's brilliance. I hope that someday we can bring that same love and care to Tarzan. But in the meantime, I'm just thrilled that that we're able to represent his work at all, even with just the slight improvements that we're able to make here. All right, well, let's get on to our guests. All right, joining me now is Heather Bates. How are you doing, Heather? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fine. And John Cordes? Hello. Okay. couple things that we're going to talk about today. First, as you know, Heather is our news girl, and we usually have her sit here and read the news for us. But today we're going to just give her free reign to join us in conversation about a couple things. We're going to start by letting her geek out about where her her geekiness lies, and that's with Harry Potter. Yes, it is. She's a fanboy, but she's not a fanboy in with the comics. She's a, she's a <laughs> what would you call it, a Potter geek? What do you guys call oh, it? Oh, well, um, we're Potterheads. You're Potterheads. Potterheads, yeah. Potterheads, yeah. That's, that's just, sounds... Lazy. It does, but I don't know. I don't know what else to call it. So you went to, uh, so to a little uh, background, you went to Harry Potter Land basically when it first opened on your honeymoon. It I did, did It yes. didn't open in celebration of your wedding. No. But, uh, it, was, it coincided, so you guys you got to go there. I think it opened in like 2010, and we went like a year later. Okay. But um, back then it was just Hogsmeade, and... It was it was cool then. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" But now with Diagon Alley, it was just like a thousand times better. Sure, Diagon yeah. Alley. Diagon Alley. Tell me what is that? What, uh, <laughs> wait, what was the first thing you said? Hogs. Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. Like my Hogs. mind went elsewhere with me. Said that. I don't know where it went. Oh jeez. <laughs> so Hogsmeade is just like a wizarding village that's got a bunch of shops and stuff in it, and right. um, it was really fun when I went, but. 
they expanded and now you can go to Diagon Alley and you can take the Hogwarts Express. You got to walk through a wall? Uh, well, they do have a version of it. It's more of just like an illusion, but... Well, I hope. <laughs> Actual magic. Sometimes. That's it. You have to be this smart to go on yeah. this ride. If you run into the wall, you don't get to go. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And um, I bought myself an interactive wand. An interactive wand? Yes. Oh, okay. So, uh, folks, I'm holding a... I'm holding it. Uh, one. It looks like it's. Uh, what kind of podcast is this? What are we yeah. doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is, I know we're supposed to be talking about old comics and comic history, but someday Harry Potter will be history. Sure. Hopefully. No. Um. It's so it's it's a wand. Whose wand is this? This that is Dumbledore's wand. That is Dumbledore's wand. Yes. Okay. It's the Elder Wand. It's about what a foot and a half long, if even maybe a little less than a foot and a half. Uh, and you said it's interactive. Yes. Okay. Is it because I'm holding it? It is now interactive. No. What can I do with this as a? I'm sorry. A muggle? Am I a muggle? You are a muggle. All right. As a muggle, what can I do <laughs> with this? Well, when you buy one, they give you a map. Okay. So you're holding up a map. I'm holding yep. up a map. Yep. And these are the. There's all kinds of symbols yep. and little things. Those are there. the wand movements. <laughs> one. Okay. All right. I'm gonna see if I can. Uh, I can't read from here. Uh, silencio. All right. I like the way that sounds. So I do this. Yep. It, it, you're talking. It didn't work. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> funny, funny. Um, but you go to the corresponding place yeah. on, the, uh, on the map. Yep. And um, you wave your wand and it silences whatever is making a noise in the in the shop window. Oh, so this only works It in... only works there. Oh. I wish it worked everywhere. Yes. So that means you're going to have to go back now. So you can... Oh, my goodness. I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, like, live there. So they give you a map, and once have for... You figured, wait, have you figured out how much it'll take to live there? Because the first no. time I went to Disney, I loved it so much, I figured out how much money it would take to live <laughs> in Disney. And at the time, this was about oh my six or seven years ago. I didn't go to Disney until I was around 40 years old. And it would end up costing me like around $80,000 a year. And I'm like, with a little effort, I could make $80,000 a year. But then, of course, I'm thinking, now that I'm wasting all my time in Disney, so I probably wouldn't make the $80,000 a year. Yeah. So I could be homeless in Disney. You could. I wonder how long I could. just that. Yeah. I wonder if I can get away with that. You might be able to. I, I, you notice I'm, I'm not pointing the dangerous yes, end at you. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's like, proper like wand like. etiquette. So, um, what was your favorite part? Oh, okay. What was your favorite new part of the park? Um, Diagon the, Alley is it? Oh yeah, Diagon Alley. They have um, they have great ice cream. It was butterbeer ice cream. Oh, now you're talking. Oh yeah, they had a lot of good food and and different kinds of drinks too. Yeah. Uh, since I dragged Mike along with me. Your husband, Mike. I, yes, my husband, yeah. Mike. I dragged him along with me. I was like, look, I'll buy you a beer when we get in there. <laughs> just, sold. Yeah. Yes, he's uh, like, all I'll, right. I'll fly good. down to Florida if I'm going to get a beer, sure. <laughs> yeah, so I bought him a beer, and the cool part is they don't have any uh, muggle uh, food or drink or anything in there. Like, it's all... Um, like, uh, the beer, is, it's not like Budweiser. You have to buy, like, a Dragon Scale beer or a Wizard's Brew or something. You can't just go in and buy a Coke, which I thought was really cool. Now, does does Coke have a... Do they have Coke brand Wizard's Brew? No, it's just... I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just Wizard's Brew or huh. whatever. Well, some company so. must be making it. 
You would think. I don't know who it is. The wizards wouldn't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's... An oath of Silencio. <laughs> yes. yes. Everybody was in character, and um, it was just really cool. Were the likenesses good? Like, the actors, there were, like, people portraying... Um, like Hagrid was there? No, no. There, there, yeah, there's Hagrid, but he wasn't there. Um, it was just more of, like, regular, everyday witches and wizards you might meet at the supermarket or something. Not the, fam- not the famous. <laughs> no, 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 right. no famous uh, characters were walking around. That sounds like a missed opportunity. You walk yeah. around Disney and Mickey Mouse. Is yeah, you should have that there. Yeah. That's true, but like, you can put a guy in a Mickey Mouse suit. You can't really put a guy oh, in a yeah, Hagrid suit. Yeah, because Hagrid's real. Hagrid's, <laughs> right. well, he's a real guy. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. You guys are just making fun of me. <laughs> no, uh, uh, things like, things like this, uh, that, and and I, I really am interested. It actually sounds like something might be fun to, uh, it was to, to go to. So much but fun. It, it, also, it also reminds me that there are times when I'll just be talking to someone and just uh, like I'll, even, uh, even at this age, I mm-hmm. still talk to my mother. And every once in a while, I'll find her eyes glazing over as I'm talking about comic books. And she's yeah. like, that's nice, dear. Yeah. Yes, of course, dear. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it, it just it helps to remind me that uh, people are so just passionate about, about different things. Mm-hmm. And to not just uh, embrace it, but try to try to join in. And I do. Mm-hmm. I've tried to get into Harry Potter. Okay. I've tried to get into <laughs> anime. There's so many things that I've tried because mm-hmm. either you know, my you know, friends or family are into it, and I really want to be able to experience this stuff with mm-hmm. them. And it gets to a point where I'm realizing that my experience is just ruining their experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's when I know what to get. Like with mm-hmm. anime, I tried yeah. for years and years and years. So it just gets disturbing for me. Oh, no, oh, well, yeah. I, I can't even describe some of the things that just disturbed me yeah. when it comes to anime. Some but that's good. Some of it's good. <laughs> but Mike, I want you to try one of these jelly beans. Oh, okay, so uh, yeah, oh, quick, so she brought in some uh, some jelly beans. So two things. She brought in just a box to show us, which is, if you're a Harry Potter, Harry Potter fan, I'm sure you already know, know about this. They're Birdie Bots, every flavor beans. And on the back, there's a little, a little key, a map to what the different flavors are. And some of the tamer ones are black pepper, candy floss, booger, and dirt. <laughs> and then we get up to and the ones that just, for whatever reason, the two, the two that really bothered me are rotten egg and sausage. <laughs> the soap one's pretty gross, too. Oh, I didn't even notice soap. There's soap, yeah. I ate a soap one by accident. I thought it was like a marshmallow one. And I was like, oh, this one tastes... Soapy, and I went, oh, man. But it is right next to vomit. Yeah, vomit is pretty uh, spot on with their flavors. But good news, they're gluten gluten and peanut free. That's true. My thought is if you accidentally eat like a vomit one and a sausage, I think you'll die. You might. <laughs> oh, yeah. At the very Be least, I'm, the very least, I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so she, uh, that, that one's just for, that box is for display, but she brought in a bag. A very clearly, it's a Jelly Belly uh, bag. And I'm sure you're all familiar familiar with the Jelly Belly jelly beans, and she wonderfully mixed in a bunch. I did of not these do br- that. Oh, who did? Who mixed them in? I told you, Mike and Amy went to the Jelly <coughs> oh, Belly Mike factory. Oh, your, your brother, Mike. My now, brother, there's Mike. There's like a billion Mikes in Heather's life. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> all right, so right. I'm going to just. I'm not going to look at anything oh, here. Good luck. I grabbed four jelly beans. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to. Taste the first one. I'm gonna start with the, this one. Looks, it's red and black. Don't tell me. I, I, I don't. I don't want to know. I'll okay. let you know what. Uh, or maybe what we got here. All right. I'm gonna try it, and I'll try to describe what the flavor is. Okay. Okay. 
All right, here we go. It's nice knowing yeah. you. All right. Oh. <laughs> I wish we had a video of it. Um. Did you I, break? It, at first, I got a little bit of a taste of almost like uh, bad pizza. <laughs> and now I'm not exactly sure. Oh. What even the texture is. Maybe it's because the flavor isn't matching what I'm expecting, but even the texture. I think it is that one. Um, I really don't know. It, 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 it almost has a dirty green pepper kind of taste to it. Uh, Do you want me to tell you which one what do you I think, think it, it might is? Be? I think it's earthworm. Oh, all right. <laughs> which, which is why uh, the dirt. Oh. That's, oh, see, now the texture is making. Even though I realize they're all going to have the same texture. But my brain is telling me, yeah. no, this is a jelly bean. The earthworm and the dirt one kind of have little bits of, like, grit in it. Oh. Do you get that? Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm going to... Uh, I can smell it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can, oh. too. I'm going to cleanse my palate with a little bit of water here. All right. Um, mm. Okay. That's one. You got three all more right. to go. <laughs> well, um, are, are we in agreement that these two look exactly alike? Yes. I'd say right. so. Right, I'm going to try one of them. This is a yellow with a darker yellow mixed in with it. Uh, all right. You might want to eat one. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Right, uh, okay. Uh. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even finishing that. Oh, what was what was that? Rotten egg. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Oh, God, I get that. Holy crap. Oh. Very lifelike. I can't take it. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. All right, one. Oh, oh that flavor just sticks Yeah. With Holy. Do you want me to find you a nice, yeah, let, a nice one? Give, give me a, find me a, like a good, you know, cherry or even a watermelon or something just to uh, okay. get this taste so I don't. Whatever. Okay, this <laughs> one's tutti one frutti. Tutti frutti. Okay, how did it? My God. John is it's leaving the room because yeah. he's laughing so oh, hard. Oh, good. All right. That's like a nice bubblegum kind of flavor. Yeah. Oh, Mixes right. well with rotten egg, right? <laughs> oh, God. That was good. Oh, man. All right. I have literal tears right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, my last one. This is a bright yellow with brown spots. <laughs> All right. I think it's that one. How your brother I said to F off, <laughs> by the way. I'll have him listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This should uh, be a segment every week. Yeah. What chili? <laughs> make Mike <laughs> make, make, throw up. make Mike vomit. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm enjoying the bubblegum flavor oh, right, good. right now. I'll that's, find that's you nice. another one. <laughs> do. Yeah, get something ready okay. in case this isn't. All right. So now off the bat, I'm hoping... This is banana. That's my hope. That's your hope. That is my hope. So here we go. Ready? Yeah. I'm popping it in. And. There's <laughs> <laughs> a look of fear in your face. Just... Yes. Oh, this time there was. The first two, I was like, oh, how bad could they be? They're jelly beans. No, this was good. Yes. That was banana, I think. Yes. Yes, That's that banana. uniquely artificial flavored banana. <laughs> That yes. Tastes nothing like banana. Mm -hmm. Artificial banana and artificial orange taste nothing like what they, uh, what oh, they yeah. are. Oh, yeah. But I love them. Um, all right. Wow. 
So I'm assuming this Th- that's is That's another a, rotten egg. Another rotten yeah, egg. Yeah, so uh, you don't have to eat that one. Just throw that away. Because I don't want it either. <laughs> Give it to Debbie. <laughs> oh my gosh, you kill him in his sleep. <laughs> I'll save that then. <laughs> <laughs> you have a death wish. All right. My goodness. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm, so gonna give, I'm gonna eat these. One, one, that's another tutti frutti. Um, one of no, them, what? one of them is candy floss, and the other one is tutti frutti. What is candy floss? That's just cotton candy. Okay. That's what the Brits call it. Mm. It's it's not know. like uh, it's not like like uh, dental old, floss. Yeah, right. Exactly. An old <laughs> no, man no. pulling uh, you know, floss his teeth. And, that's uh, gross. All right, an old an old woman named Candy Floss. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all set. Uh, okay, so what um. What else about the? Uh, what else was there about Harry Potter land that the rest of us should know, especially us uh, non-Harry Potter fans? Um, good food, obviously, as you. The as you the said. food was good. The butterbeer ice cream was fabulous. I like Mike, ice cream very good. I got the butterbeer, and Mike got um, apple crumble or something. Yeah. It was Sounds just like delicious. it was really good. It was like apple pie, kind of like smushed in some ice cream, Yum. and they had some weird flavors. There was like Earl Grey tea and lavender. And lavender. Yeah, like okay. together, like that was one flavor. Yeah, I've heard about like tea, like green tea flavored yeah. ice cream. Yeah, lavender is like soaked to me though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's really it, was it a flower or a plant? I think or, it's a flower. Right? It's it? a flowering plant. Okay. <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, Everybody wins. <laughs> but I decided to play it safe with the butter beer, and Mike played it safe with the apple crumble. But we were both very happy with those choices. Nice. Um, what else did we do? I bought some stuffed animals for my nieces. Okay. And uh, I I gave the oldest one her unicorn the other day, and she damn near peed her pants. <laughs> she said, Rachel, I got a present for you. She goes, oh, my God. And then I give her this, this unicorn. I mean, it, it was a decent size. It was probably like this big. About a foot high. Okay. Yeah, and it stood up on its own and everything. And she goes, ah! <laughs> How old is she? She just turned six. All right. We can forget the peeing of pants, though. Yeah, she she didn't actually pee her pants. Oh, but she was just like so excited. Like after she saw my purple hair, she was just like like this was. Oh, that's right. Heather's uh, although Heather is uh, no stranger to having uh, colored hair. She has a very uh, what color is that? Um, it's supposed to be lavender. It is lavender. That's the color on the the plant or the flower. Um, (laughs) The flower, the the flowering plant. Um. So, oh, and she's sporting her uh, hyena gallery shirt oh, today. Oh, yes, I am. There is no art without sacrifice. Yes, I get strange looks when I wear this shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's the shirt. In the grocery store. <laughs> well, no, like, even when I have my normal hair, people look at me like, what the hell is wrong quick, with this A quick one? plug for uh, my buddy uh, Bill Schaefer over at hyenagallery.com. That's H-Y-A-E-N-A gallery.com. Probably the greatest art gallery on on this planet and i didn't even plan wearing this it just, it just matched happened. with everything it's, else it's, it, it's kismet if kismet is that, that the word i have no idea it is the word it i is? can't define it but i know it's a word <laughs> oh <laughs> i thought it was a dice game we played when we were children yeah i would wear it to uh my regular day job but i don't think the old folks would like that ah they don't know any better anyway that's true they all think my hair is gray which is funny because <laughs> they can't see anything they're like why did you dye your hair gray? <laughs> well, first of all, that's a real trend. Did you hear about this? I have heard about this. They call dyeing it, your hair gray? Yep. 
it's called granny hair or something. Yeah. Like, it's where, the where new thing. In this world? Because people have nothing better to do. <laughs> that's, all, that's all it comes down to. And, of course, for girls, it's fun. <laughs> fun. <laughs> to flashback yes. to a conversation we were having before we started, uh, oh, man. started the show. All right, so uh, before we run because you guys are on a tight schedule today. The main reason we're here today is to talk about the new Avengers movie, Woo-hoo! Age of Ultron. And all three of us have seen it. I've seen it twice now. I had to see oh. it the second time. And so let me let me give you my stupid story to go to go along. We like with stupid it. stories, right, Chad? We went we to see stupid stories. <laughs> we went to see uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, Heather and her husband Mike came along, and we had a nice group of people. And it was at what eight thirty in the morning mm-hmm. in a nice little town called Greenfield here in Massachusetts. And I had that, an R two D two cooler in the back of my car. <laughs> <laughs> like true geeks going to a movie, and this small town has has uh, parking, and even when you are Watermelon. parking in front of a parking meter, you have to go get a ticket, and so you go over and you get a ticket, and the place where we we had, we had to unpack, we were doing it. It was on Free Comic Day, and so we were doing a bunch of signings and uh, sketches and things like that. So we brought table and merchandise, that kind of thing, to bring into the theater. So we parked in front of the theater. It had a three-hour minimum, I mean, sorry, three-hour maximum parking, mm-hmm. and we were going to be there for a good five hours, so I figured, oh, okay, I'll just go up, pay for an hour's worth of parking, go in, set up my table. Oh, what did you get, Heather? <laughs> what, what, what was it? That was vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's just down. Ate, Heather just ate a vomit one. Right. Oh, oh, just take my tootie fruities or whatever. Oh, I don't ah. have time to look in the bag. <laughs> oh. So I pay for an hour's worth of parking, go in and set up, and of course, an hour and a half into the entire event, I remembered that I forgot to go out. So was it right? It turns out right at oh, um, at this point, let me uh, in case you haven't figured it out yourself, we're going to be talking about Avengers <laughs> Two: Age of Ultron. It's going to be nothing but spoilers. If you don't want to know anything about this movie. Turn this off now. Go see the movie, then you can come back and finish listening to our wonderful. Uh, opinions of this film. My dad was sad that he didn't go with us. Oh, he should have come with it. Your brother, too. Well, it wasn't my party, so I didn't want to just invite people. It wasn't my party either, so. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to have to go see it again with my dad. Yeah, you'll, you'll I wish there. I went. Damn kids. I, I'm going to get rid of them for a little while. <laughs> it turns out that the first time I saw it, when I, when I ran out to uh, move my car, and luckily I didn't get a ticket, um, it was right at the beginning of the Wakanda scene. And uh, th- this is what's going to be great about having Heather here, because John's a giant uh, comic fan. Heather likes the movies, mm-hmm. and uh, like she's Thor. been working, of course. <laughs> almost got to see him completely naked <laughs> oh, in this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you see the vacation? Uh, yes, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right, those abs. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, those abs. <laughs> So yeah, I missed the entire Wakanda scene, the entire thing. I had no idea, which it helped explain a lot because Wait, what's Wakanda? Okay, well, we'll get into it. That's what I was saying. You're not a huge comic fan, so this is going to allow okay. me and John to talk about things yep. in the movie we'll and explain Thank things you. to you that you may not you may not know. In fact, I think it was your sister-in-law posted something like on Facebook saying, uh, who is that blue guy at the end? Yeah. And I just, I wanted to scream. I was like, well, it's Thanos. Didn't yeah, there's the same the blue one? guy, at, but he's <laughs> kind of purpley. Oh, come on. You okay? Maybe he's a little purple. 
Still. Yeah. Still. I was like, this is the same purpley blue guy at the end of the last one. Come on. And I'm only mad at your sister-in-law in terms of uh, how come everybody isn't as geeky as me. You should know these things. Yeah. Did you learn from Guardians? Did you see Guardians or no? Yes, I did. I loved did it. You learned from that, though, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I like the baby Groot at the end too. Everybody loves the baby Groot. He's, he's so he's cute. Fun. He is very. Fun. He's very he's fun. He's fun. He's adorable. So let's. Uh, so I'm. I'm going to very quickly run down with uh, a couple of things that I really enjoyed about this movie, and the the biggest thing was that about. What, a year or so ago, they let it leak that they were killing off an Avenger in this movie. And I, so through lots of conversations, lots of speculation, we, uh, me and a few other people figured out they were going to kill Hawkeye. Because it made sense. Because you go through, Hawkeye is probably the lowest level of all the Avengers next to uh, Black Widow. You can't kill Black Widow because she's the only female in the whole movie next to Colby Smulders, whatever her name is. And she just has a small part in it, so you can't you can't kill her off. You can't kill off Captain America because he's going to get killed off in Civil War. Uh, you can't. I didn't know this. Well, Thanks I don't for know spoiling this. that. We're, we're assuming that's what's going to happen. It's what happened in the movie. It's you our, said I mean, it with total confidence. I, well, I said it with total confidence that Hawkeye was going to die too. <laughs> that's yes. true. That's true. And um, <laughs> the great thing about the movie was they played all of the Hollywood stereotypes. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Hawkeye's got a family. And this is pretty much like his last mission. He's going to be retiring in a few days. And we get to see he's got the little kids. And we see, see his life. Uh, you know, that he has a life outside of the Avengers, which we didn't know about. And even up to the final scene where he's about to die, you're like, all right, here it comes. Finally, they're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And the smoke clears and there's Quicksilver just yeah. laying there dead. I'm like, holy crap, they killed Quicksilver. And that made me angry because I loved Quicksilver in this movie. I he didn't was good. like I didn't like Quicksilver in the X Men. It's well, uh, I actually didn't hate him. It's just I felt he was he didn't live up to the character. He was a young punk kid, and uh, he was more of a Human Torch, Peter Parker kind of character than the uh, than the series. I feel like they showed his powers better in X Men than this. This he just kind of like just jumped from point to point. He didn't really use his powers in a very. Well, see, I like that because isn't that to me. Um, in in the X Men movie, he was more like the Flash. He was vibrating and doing all these uh, all these things that I don't associate with Quicksilver. Now, granted, maybe he does do that in the comics. I I don't know. I think everyone's a speedster, so I would say. Well, that. okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want him to do? <laughs> so that that that's that's something I really uh, I really did like about that. Um, I, I like that about Joss Whedon. He kind of makes you think something's going to happen and then he does the opposite. Yeah, just pulls the rug right out yeah. under you. Right. He's and very he, good at that. And he doesn't... Uh, and you don't feel stupid at the end of it either. <laughs> you feel like, holy crap, that was amazing. Mm. And now, um, after I saw... Uh, I've seen X-Men twice now. And the second time I saw it, it kind of occurred to X-Men me... X-Men or Did Avengers? I say X-Men? I meant the Avengers. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so, uh, but I did see the X-Men twice also. Uh, <laughs> so the Avengers... After, after you see Quicksilver get killed, it kind of hit me. Well, I guess that makes sense because X-Men already have Quicksilver and there would probably be some kind of weird uh, problem if you have Quicksilver in both, the, both of these universes, which are owned by different companies at this point. So th- there might have been some kind of like deal, just like they made with Spider-Man. I guess Spider-Man's going to be in, what, Civil War? Yes. Uh, Captain America Civil War now. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they made some kind of deal with uh, Sony to oh, get okay. Spider-Man back for the for the movie, huh? For, uh, to get him back into the Marvel universe, 
And uh, Marvel is going to have something to do with the new Spider-Man movie. There's another Which, one? They're, they're rebooting it. Rebooting Again? Yeah. But, the, uh, but I'm looking forward to this one. As am yeah, I. Yeah. I, I we, think this is where we'll actually see the Spider-Man we want to see. Yes. And then really? they're going to kill him off and replace him yeah. with Miles Morales. <laughs> yes. Who's Miles Morales? The new Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyway. Whatever. So, um, of course, uh, Thanos is at the end. That scene kind of bugged me a little bit because he just p- puts on a glove and says, I guess I'm going to have to do this myself. Yeah. What does he talk... He has to do what himself? Did he have something to do with the creation of Ultron? I think he's just take, talking about taking over the universe. Well, really. yeah, well that's what was. So was he waiting for Ultron to do it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't know about that part. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Now, uh, as John might know, the origin of Ultron is a little bit different in the movie than it was in the comics. Right. And I was working off of two assumptions here. Let me first give... I'm talking to Heather now because I know I she no knows nothing idea. about this. Uh, when... The uh, when the vision was created in the original comics. Now let me see if I have the uh, and John, you can help me out here. I might need some help here. Um, Henry Pym helped create uh, Ultron. In fact, he created Ultron. Is right. that correct? Yep. Who's okay. that? All right, good. See, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you saw the trailer for Ant Man. Oh, I knew that last name sounded familiar. The old man that was talking to Paul Rudd, yeah, uh, Michael Douglas. That's okay. Henry Pym. He was the original Ant-Man in the comics and became became Giant Man. He's very smart, obviously, okay. and he made Ultron. Okay, okay. so and Ant-Man looks really good. Well, it, it does. We'll, no. we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Paul Rudd's been but, working out, right? Yes. So the comics uh, in, in the comics, there's already that uh, connection there, and they were just putting they're putting out the new Ant-Man movie. So I think a lot of us were assuming we were going to see Henry Pym in this oh. Avengers movie. But obviously we didn't. Now that doesn't mean they could, you know they can still kind of say that Henry Pym had something to do with the create. That's my dog in the background. I don't know what he's barking. He's at, disagreeing we, with you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bullet. <laughs> Knock it off. It's my dog Bullet. I love that guy. He's so stupid. <laughs> and he's agreeing with yeah. you. Oh, stupid. <laughs> So, um, so we thought uh, I thought Henry Pym would make some kind of appearance in here, and then in the first Captain America movie, and a lot of people pointed this out. If you look uh, during the World's Fair scene, and now someone's doing their lawn outside too. <laughs> so if you hear the if you hear a buzzing, it's the uh, it, it's, it's our it's our neighbor. Yes, the in in the uh, World's Fair scene of the first Captain America movie, in the background you see a uh, a red suit. A mannequin, well, what you think might be a mannequin in a red suit in a tube. And, of course, that is the original Human Torch. Back at the very first Marvel comic, Marvel Comics number one had the first appearance of Submariner, first appearance of Angel, and the first appearance of the Human Torch, who was an android. And he was made out of a metal that, when it's exposed to air, catches on fire. And, of course, for whatever reason, it lasted forever. It was like lasting forever. This this fire was never going to go out. And um, so what happened years and years later when they reinvented the Marvel Universe with the Fantastic Four and Thor and Spider-Man and all this stuff, uh, bring together the Avengers and they were trying to bring back a lot of those old Golden Age characters. Of course, Submariner came into the Fantastic Four. Angel was rebranded and made part of the X-Men. How can they add, add another guy to the Fantastic Four? What? You no. Said oh, no, 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 no. Submariner's a bad guy. Submariner's a uh, bad guy. Oh. Yes. Yeah. 
So how much I know. <laughs> the Avengers brought back the original Human Torch by making turning him into the Vision. The uh, the Human Torch, who's just an android, and mm-hmm. so they created uh, they created the Vision. It was Ultron. Ultron created the Vision. Correct. In the I comic. think he used that android body. Something to do with Wonder Man too. There's something about. Is it Wonder Man's? You're absolutely yeah. Some, uh, Wonder Man is like his, uh, involved his in that somehow. Is in there, right. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a lot to uh, it's a lot to do. But a lot of I thought the, stuff. The, the idea that they didn't uh, connect those things in the movie disappointed me. It didn't. It didn't. I was okay with. I was mostly okay with. Uh, I think with the way Ultron that you know. The progression of of Jarvis from the Iron Man movies to this seemed natural. I felt like yeah. if you did that sort of Hank Pym stuff, it, it's shoehorning it a little bit. You think? Okay. I think so. I, that's just my, yeah, maybe it's a fanboy in me that just. I wants would to love see to see stuff. the the actual stuff in the comics happen in the movies, but I just think the progression of, from the original Marvel movies made sense to do it this way. Yeah. So it didn't bother me. Plus, I don't have a huge connection. With the older stuff, so I felt the change was okay in my mind. Good. Well, that's you might know because you're more into the newer comics than I am. Yeah. Uh, is this part of the new Vision and Ultron uh, origins? Uh, I don't know, but I don't know as far as like Ultimate Universe stuff. If, if they're doing anything, I know the Hawkeye stuff family. Yeah. Was from the Ultimate Universe. Okay. And uh, I thought something bad was going to happen to them because something bad happened to them in the comics. Oh. But um. I don't know what the Ultron stuff is as far as what they did with him. They so we could be seeing some. They could be setting up another Hawkeye. Uh, Possibly, yeah. Thing there. Okay, good. What? What? Uh, John, uh, Heather, I don't even know if you would even notice. And uh, this is something I really liked. That I, I I felt it was kind of a joke for us comic fans when at the very the movie ends with Captain America coming up to to the uh, hangar or whatever the big hall with the new Avengers in there. And he says Avengers, and he's about to say what you assume you assume yep. he's going to say assemble. Classic, and they, and they cut again. it right. Yeah, <laughs> and I, of course, in my head, I was like, "Oh, that was great." It, uh, I just had uh, my imagination ran wild. I hear Captain America yeah. say it, and I was happy. I, I, I was thought happy that was perfect. That. Yeah. Now, Heather, as a person who doesn't really read the comics, did that register to you as anything? No, it okay. didn't. <laughs> so it was basically them just saying him just saying Avengers and then cut and it meant yeah. nothing to you. No, and I'm I figured out that he was gonna say like assemble. assemble. Okay, all right. So I knew that much, but yeah. I was just like, well, why didn't they just finish it? <laughs> well, it, it is you know, why, you know why didn't they you know why why didn't they have him say it? But I do, I kind of like that they did. I think subconsciously you're like, oh, I want to see more. Yeah, they yeah, left right, it, right. it. It's like an open ended yeah. yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, and again, where I don't yeah, anybody who hasn't read the comics isn't gonna understand what it was uh it, it, it was just something i think it was just something for us but that but that makes me what was it something to aggravate us comic fans or like john said make us uh you know kind of like hoping yeah you know, i think I, th- more? I think it was a wanting more <clears throat> thing like okay. uh you know like a cliffhanger kind right. of a thing like yeah. oh that must mean that there's something else coming because yeah. i said for, you know, for me i didn't need to hear him say it oh there would have been fun it would have been Fun to hear him say it, <laughs> but it was uh, yeah. It, it, I, I I liked that. So John, you, you were saying that uh, the you like the Quicksilver better from the X Men, the X Men. Just version. in terms of execution of the power, I mean, yeah. I, some some could argue that he was like too powerful in X Men. Yeah. Basically, could eliminate anything he wanted to. Right. But um, I don't know. I, I the part I think that they did the powers best in Avengers is was the hammer scene where he like kind of slow motion saw it, yes, really grab it and then went with it. <laughs> that, was that was fun. That was awesome. That was, that was wonderful. That, that was, was fun. That was, that, that was, was a fun. good use of the, uh, 
uh, of the of the character there. Mm-hmm. Now you know, getting to the hammer, I, mean, I do. I love. Although I I, I love this scene, but I uh, f- for whatever reason I keep revisiting it. I'm trying to figure it out. When uh, we know Thor's hammer is, you have to be worthy. It's, it is some kind of magic, and I know some people try to figure out how much does it weigh and whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It pretty much doesn't even have a weight. It's, it's all just based like on magic, a, right? Based you know, on magic and your yeah, character. He put, he, he put it on an end table. Yeah, it's beyond man's concept. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yes. exactly. Yes. It's it's all just you. You can't touch it. You can't lift it. That's all it comes down to. Yeah. So my uh, my question was when there, there's that great part where. Captain America starts to lift it and it moves just slightly, yeah. and Thor gets worried. Was, yeah. And so, <laughs> was was uh, Mjolnir the hammer confused for a moment? Why did, why did it shake a little bit? But then he couldn't move it at all. That it it, it was really cool in the movie, yeah. but I made the mistake of trying to think about it. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that scene happened in the comics at some point. I, it basically just shows that Steve has you know of he's of anybody, almost worthy of any mortal man. He's got the the most worthiness. I know it's it's happened. Huh. Worthiness. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought that was well done. I just you know I do too. I'm the, I I do love that I do love that Because he's got this like noble thing going on. Right. But they must have but why why only move it a little is it is it Mjolnir saying, Hey, maybe with a little more effort, you know, stop you know stop looking at the girly magazines and then maybe <laughs> uh try it again next time. But you know in terms of the the plot as well, it kinda showed um you know what it would take to move it, and then, and I don't know if I understand completely whether Vision should have been able to lift it, but having him able to plot-wise showed us that he was a, a quote-unquote good guy. You know, yeah. I thought well, that was. It's funny because the, uh, in the first time I saw the movie, I, uh, I th- that's exactly what I took. It's like you know, Vision is he's just like pure conscious. He doesn't mm-hmm. have good or evil. He's worthy of holy yeah. because he's not going to use it. For evil purposes, he's probably not even going to use it for good purposes. It pushed it's the just, plot forward. It, I don't right. know if it made sense. But then the second time I watched it, towards the very, at the very end, when they're walking away and uh, Tony and Cap are talking to Thor, and they're saying it's like uh, they're con- comparing Vision to an elevator. It's like, oh, he's a mechanical. Of course, the elevator can carry the uh, because it's not worthy. And it's, or, <laughs> even the, or, I'm sorry, it is worthy, but it, it basically it's just mechanical. So, is the vision worthy, or is he just not? He, would any of Tony's robots be able to uh, go over and pick one? Well, I like uh, to think no. Hammer? I don't. I do think too. So. Right. I don't think. Right. I would. I would like to think there has to be some kind of consciousness yeah. involved uh, to it. My next. Uh, my next problem. With with the movie, is Hulk invincible? Sure seems to be. Yeah, yeah, because um, I mean, they keep just beating the hell out of this guy. Is something buzzing? Oh, is that your phone? All right, good. Okay, that's all right. If you need to, if you need to take it, go ahead. But you got to do it on on mic. Oh, we got some Potter. This is Harry Potter. That, that's that's not, gentle. That's very is. nice. It's yeah. soothing. That was actually, and it oh. makes me smile whenever would, I hear it. That would make the Hulk kind of calm down a <laughs> yes. little bit. Yeah. I have, to, I have to plan my uh, uncle's birthday party, and it, it's it's happening tomorrow night at my house. Oh, good. I'm glad you're taking a lot of time to... Is it to, a Harry Potter uh, theme party? No, it's not. We're just having cake and ice cream. Because apparently <laughs> well, it's, That's it's, disappointing. It's old crotchety <laughs> uncle-themed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for some reason, I'm in charge of planning this birthday party. Because you didn't say no. I, I found out that's where most of my problems lie in this world. Yeah. Wherever I, where I complain about something and it's like, well, yeah, because I didn't say no. It's a big birthday. He's going to be 50. So. I'm going to be 50 in a couple of years. Oh, my God. So, like, <laughs> they were like, we got to do something. 
So it ended up being me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you're the sucker. I am. Because of the purple hair. They figure you're fun. Yeah, I'm not fun. <laughs> so anyway, the what? Why are why aren't they smart enough to just lure the Hulk away from populations instead of trying to fight him? Because it's it's obvious you can taunt this guy very easily. Mm-hmm. You can do anything. You just you just tap him on the shoulder. He's ready to fight. And you just got to be fast enough to get out of the way. And it it would have been so easy for them to not destroy part of a city. Yeah. People yeah. want to see Hulk smash. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is entertaining. It, it is. Uh, but then, like, like when you think he's logically, he's kind of portrayed as this big just brute, and he just has no control over himself when he's the Hulk. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Natasha can just like talk to him and be like, "It's okay, come over and, this and, way." And I really, I really believe, and I, uh, I, I'm going through these thoughts. Right now, I haven't put any thought into this before, so you're, you're, you're hearing raw thoughts coming out of my oh, head. Good. Yeah, so I'm probably going to say something stupid. But I think Hulk is pure testosterone. And a man, I mean, he's just a raging man. And I don't care how, how angry a man, a man is, a beautiful woman's going to calm you down to an extent. They, yeah, <laughs> they actually did that. A lot of this is based on Ultimate Universe stuff. Yeah. And I believe in the first Ultimate um, series, the Wasp actually took her top off to calm him down. It actually happened. And it would work. <laughs> and it did. Are you joking? I'm not kidding. Oh, it's my a, it, God. Because it, it will distract the guy. It, it, that's it, it, exactly it, what they did. I, I, I realize, though, yeah, I'm not going to make any kind of comments about the feminist movement or anything, but men are wired in a certain <laughs> way. And it will... I don't care what you're doing. I could be... It, I could be at my father's deathbed, and the moment he died, a nurse takes her top off, and it's going to completely change that experience for me. Well, depending on what, if it's an 80-year-old woman. Oh, right, right, right. What an analogy. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? But but in the first Avengers movie, yeah. Captain America tells him to go smash stuff, and he goes, yup, and well, he runs course. away. So You're is Captain tar- America feminine? Yeah, well, a little bit, but um, regardless... You're you're just telling someone with a lot of testosterone. You're giving him permission to go destroy okay, stuff. Okay, I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't go that far with right. it, but yeah, I guess so. Because you're not a woman, you don't think like we do. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You are a woman. You don't think like we do. Sorry. Whatever. I, I, I screwed that up. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, men. We're, we're for better for worse. We're wired in a really odd way that aggravates us sometimes too. Oh, Mike, we need a raise. (laughs) (laughs) He just laughs maniacally. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I have Debbie in charge of that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, exactly. My powers don't work on her. Exactly. Right. (laughs) So uh, let's uh, let's, uh, bring this over to Heather Heather for a minute here. So uh, in terms of, there's a lot, speaking of feminists, there was a a little bit of a hubbub last week after the movie came out about Black Widow. Okay. And uh, the feminists were not happy about Joss Whedon's portrayal of Black Widow in this movie. Do you know about this? I I remember seeing something like people were pissed off. Oh, what I was kind of hoping you were, going, you were going into this raw. But so what are your thoughts? What, what did you think? I didn't actually read the article. I just scanned okay. it. And uh, I was so like, whatever. What did you think of Black Widow in this movie, especially it, uh, relative to her in the other movies? I thought she was fine. Okay. I, I didn't notice anything. You didn't feel she was a little too girly or no, anything? She or she was, a, she was a damsel in distress? No. Because yeah. that, that seemed to be uh, a, like what a lot of people were saying. They didn't like... I think, I think what it comes down to is they're confusing 
that um, Black Widow is kind of falling in love and she's showing emotions. And they don't like that. I think they were kind of hoping that she was uh, either asexual or... What, I, I, don't, I don't even know. But I looked at her as, this woman controlled the Hulk. Yeah. So she's one of the most powerful people Absolutely. in this group right now. I, didn't, I thought it brought her up in mm-hmm. terms of her status as a badass. And of course, I mean, she didn't, you know, she didn't, she didn't need to be, she needed to be saved um, during the first one, if I remember correctly. Hawkeye came in and saved her at least once. Uh, am I yeah. remembering that correctly? Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, but. I'm remembering her kind of like, uh, or maybe I got it backwards. I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought uh, uh, in, in terms of a female character, um, I, th- uh, I think in this movie she went beyond uh just being the the hot babe yeah. in this movie she showed she showed that not only is she you know she's strong and tough and she can have an attitude but she showed that she has um she she has a human side yeah. and yeah. and it's it's a well-rounded character i thought right and um, the, the other thing i think that uh, a, a few people mentioned how because she goes through her uh her little uh soliloquy during the uh, that bedroom scene with her and banner and at one point, and she said she's talking about uh, her being brought up in that whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right, you do, basically learning to be an assassin. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about uh, talking about how they tried to make her less than human. Mm-hmm. And she she ends it off with, and I mean, they even sterilized me, and it was very efficient. Yeah. I'm a monster. And if you take that one sentence alone. Yeah, I can see where a lot of people are saying, oh, uh, Joss Whedon is saying that if you can't have children, you're a monster. Yeah. So, well, first of all, no, you have to take it in uh, in relation to everything else she was saying. She was saying that they made her less than human. And I looked at it as her, she thinks she's a monster. Mm-hmm. And the second time I saw the movie, I didn't realize it's the first time, almost everybody, including the Vision, refers to themselves as a monster in this movie and i think it's all the it's the avengers trying to come to terms with yeah i think other people see us as superheroes but we kind of see ourselves as freaks we feel like we don't sadly we feel like we don't belong in this world for whatever Mm -hmm. reason they all see themselves as monsters and thor really doesn't uh, (laughs) i don't think thor uh, uh, Thor, i don't think calls himself a monster no because he was just that's just how he is you're right yeah he's well he's a god he he doesn't have to be a monster and he knows it he knows he's a god Mm-hmm. Which still, uh, I, I still like. I don't know. I don't know how they ever wrapped it up in the uh, Ultimate Avengers. But I loved how when the, the Ultimate Avengers started, nobody knew if Thor was a god or just a giant crazy drunk right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> off the streets. I, and I loved that whole thing. And I'm sure they probably resolved it at some yeah, point. Yeah, I didn't uh, even finish. I believe he was a god. I'm well, well sure. yeah. And actually, now that I say, it, I've worked on some books where he's like in Asgard. So yeah, yeah. obviously he is a he is a god. But I would, that would have been great if they never resolved that. Or at least maybe in the heads of all the people on Earth. Yeah, it was a very interesting it. take on it. I, I, that was a good... Yeah, he's just a guy just talking guy. in Shakespearean English, drinking constantly and carrying <laughs> a giant hammer that no one else can touch. Yeah, it, it, it was great. Um, getting back to the female thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a lot of people have a lot of time on their hands and they try and find fault with everything. Oh, yeah. You can manipulate like, anything you, in the media. Because you, just... you can be in love and you can be a woman and all this. And if somebody really pisses you off... You can get hurt. Oh yeah, especially you know. especially by a woman. Oh, women hold grudges. Yeah, yeah. they do. <laughs> it happens. Um, I don't know if men are smart enough to hold grudges long enough. You just 
offer them a beer or flash them in your chest and we're fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how men work. That's what it takes. Yeah. So, we're very we're very simple. Ridiculously yeah. so. So what was your what was your favorite part of the movie, Heather? My favorite part was um I like the battle at the end. You did? Yeah. It was um entertaining and I thought it, it kept my attention longer than the battle scene at the end of the first Avengers. Yeah. I felt like they could have cut like 20 minutes out of that and it still would have been just as fine. Yeah. They, 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 they uh, kind of interspersed a lot of uh, cool stuff into the battle scene too. You yeah. had the whole thing with Hawkeye you know, mm-hmm. you know, almost dying and you know, killing yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, they did something. But you, yeah, you're right. At the end of the Avengers, there's a big, at the end of the first Avengers, yeah. there's a big giant battle scene. And I mean, I enjoy a big battle scene, yeah. but I just felt it went on for just a little too long and i was just kind of like can can we like wrap this up a little bit but with this one it kept my my uh train of thought throughout the whole thing so i thought that was good it didn't seem like a long movie you know if you're sitting through a movie you're like god how long is this movie yeah i I didn't do that through this one excellent what about you john what's your favorite part thor I'm going to describe a couple scenes that I think are just worthy of being talked about. Um, in terms of action, I really like the Hulkbuster scene yeah. where you know Iron Man had to fight the Hulk. Oh, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, what they just, call it, Veronica or something? Veronica, yes. Now, what, what was the name for? The speculation was, and I, I had to read this on the internet, something about Tony Stark liking Betty... Choosing Betty from the from Archie, Betty and Veronica, <laughs> and so Veronica is the <laughs> is the bitch, I guess. Yeah, oh my that's God. and that. And so I don't know if that's speculation or if that's true, but that's something I read the other day. I didn't know if it was like an acronym, like like Jarvis. Or yes, something. right. I because no yeah, it was Friday. Friday was is, the it, is, an ac- is that an acronym for? I something? don't know what it is. Or is it that just my like girl Friday? I believe, was, I believe it was written out as uh, as an acronym so i don't know yeah well yeah it was f period yeah, so right i don't know, yes. I don't know what it right is. Okay. but i really want that bumper sticker that says jarvis is my co-pilot <laughs> i'd put that on my car <laughs> so you like the hulkbuster scene yeah in terms of just action i really like that you know the the satellite you know parts of the armor coming down i thought that was a cool touch yeah. um so that was just like the geeky fun part that i enjoyed the most fun fun <laughs> um and when he pounded his head yeah that, that, was, that was that was funny, funny. <laughs> yes, that was as far as characterization goes, I really liked when they were um, two parts here. I liked the part with the party; just kind of got to know them a little bit. Yes, just, just enjoying as just people. Yeah, you know, got to know them know them really well. And then the other part of that would be at the the farmhouse. There, you got to know right. that side of them a little bit better. Um, and then at the end, obviously the the climax was great. What I liked about it was that they were not only were they trying to stop Ultron, but they were saving people. You know, yeah. they're actually being heroes. Right. Where it'd be compared to like a Man of Steel, which I, I just openly complain about all the time. <laughs> he was, was complaining about it all the way here. <laughs> it was just, it, it, think about how many people died in that scene. Superman wasn't saving anybody. It was just, well, he, he just kind of was, but yeah. he was just fighting someone. Right. I just like the idea that like, the, the Avengers were saving people. Yes. And that just made the movie for me. That's Go. deep. Okay, back to the uh, some little things here. So back to the party where, where they're talking. Where you, uh, Don Cheadle has this great, great scene where he's <laughs> yeah. trying to impress the gods, but it's not working. But he can impress the little people, and that that was great. Um, the you had Stan Lee in his in his uh, in his role. He's with a bunch of other people in World War II hats. Mm-hmm. Could these have been Captain America's buddies from from World War II? I didn't think about and one that. One thing, did, did you catch the, it was really quick when they were, I think it was one of the, the dream sequences of Cap when he was at like a, 
like a bar scene or whatever, and there's like a like a band playing. Yep. Was it the Joe Sonat band? I, I thought that's what it said. No, oh, no. Uh, or, so, so, I, there's some someone pointed this out on the, the internet. I didn't notice it in the movie. It was the Roy Thomas. That's band. the one. I'm sorry. That's, yeah, the Roy Thomas. Okay, band. I thought yeah. I caught it. Roy Thomas, like, of course, the writer was, that so uh, I'm pretty sure Roy Thomas wrote the original uh, Ultron and Vision. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, things. Yeah, uh, very great, quick. Great writer. Um, what was? Uh, yeah. So, so I wonder if if they had something to do with that. One thing that uh, seeing the movie the second time clarified for me was I thought that the first time I saw the movie I thought that the Scarlet Witch's powers were she was people were able to see their own future and my confusion came to, came from cuz when Thor goes into the pool he can kind of see kind of see the is that correct he was able to kind of see the future from going into the pool yeah well, I, it was it's, hard to tell like as far as the pool stuff I think there was a little bit of uh lead into his movie uh, the third movie cuz I think that's uh going to deal that's with Ragnarok yeah with Hell yeah. Uh, I think that's her name, isn't it? Or um, that green character, the female. Oh, my. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I kind of took it as it was helping lead into some other movies. Okay. But. Hmm. Fine by me. I'll see him. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, one thing that bothered me uh, from the beginning, well, uh, no, certainly not from the very beginning, but uh, very quickly in the movie was, I get it that Ultron had Tony's personality. Understood and made sense why. Ultron having access to all information in the world and by his own admission and everyone else talking about it was evolving through the movie. Why didn't he evolve past the need for idioms and modern slang? Why did he keep Tony's personality throughout the entire... That bothered me because by the end... Because I th in, in the comics, I think of Ultron as uh, the... Well, in, I guess there's two levels of villains you got the thugs that I always imagine talking in a Brooklyn accent. And then you have the supervillains who I always think of talking very... Dr. Doom. Mm. Dr. Doom, I uh, expect to be talking almost Shakespearean. Very... Uh, always have his hand out shaking like this. Like he's holding, like he's holding a big bowl of jello. <laughs> that's what um, Voldemort does. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, Harry, uh, that's actually a great analogy. The uh, the way that people talk in Harry Potter is how every supervillain should talk, in my in my opinion. And so Ultron just kind of having the the attitude of a snarky billionaire was really just kind of ruining the character for me. And if if they at, again at the beginning that made sense, I loved how when he was coming into consciousness that was and he's like, oh, this feels weird. And it's like, what oh, is this? Right. Yeah. It, oh, that was great. It was, was really good. creepy. It was. It, uh, Even the whole it thing. lost its creep factor for me by the time, oh. by the time he's sitting in the chair and he's wearing the big red robe. But at that point I'm like, oh no, this, he feels to me, he feels like a, uh, like a two bit hood who has some power and uh, access to the internet. That's that, that that really kind of there was something missing, but I I, I, yes. I agree. I mean, I, I don't know how to word it or place it, but I kept trying to figure him out and I couldn't. Yeah, you know, it was hard to to pinpoint where they were trying to go with him as a character, right? Or it as a character. And the thing, and I think they left it a little too uh, easily open. Where of course they, they were saying, "Oh, we have to kill every last robot, destroy every last robot," or he. Well, it's already shown that not only can they hide into the in the internet. Because um, that's what Jarvis did. You know, Jarvis hid in the internet, and apparent. Well, it, I get, is was Ultron smarter than Jarvis? Was what we're getting out of this whole thing that Jarvis was smarter than uh, than Ultron? Mm. 
I don't know because it just it's just way too. Aside from how are they going to know if they got every single robot? All right, now this because we're going to be running out of time very soon here. Brings me to my last big question, and it bothered me from the opening scene. Uh, well, not the opening scene, but the uh, oh, maybe it was the opening scene of, of the movie when Tony Stark's uh, his legionnaires, his legion comes down to protect, help protect the city. Wasn't the point of Iron Man 3 at the end, he destroys, he comes to the realization like, oh crap, what I'm doing isn't working, and I'm just pretty much creating an army to take over the world, and so I'm going to destroy, in his big climactic scene, I'm going to destroy absolutely everything I ever created, including my suits and my robots, and I now know better. Wasn't that the ending of uh, Iron Man 3? I was kind of thinking the same thing, I I kind of... So and and although granted, I'm, I'm glad he changed his mind, but shouldn't they have? Uh, and maybe I missed it. Did they acknowledge at any point where Tony was just like, "Eh, I decided to screw it. I'm going to make more robots." Not that I know of. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. So that 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 just uh, bugged me a little bit. Again, um, I know I'm spending a lot of time complaining, but I really enjoyed this movie. I don't think it. Was, it I didn't enjoy it as much as the first Avengers, uh, but I. Oh no! Oh now! Now I'm wondering. Like in my in my listing order of uh, Marvel movies, where does this fall? Yeah, I would, I'd uh, have to see it again to kind of give it that proper ranking. I know you've seen it twice. So you yeah. have a better grasp on that. But I don't. Right now, I'd say Avengers was still a little bit better for me. I know you were saying it was better than Avengers. I thought it was better because it kept like at the end. I wasn't like what. What time <laughs> is it? Yeah, they're very close to me. I mean, yeah, they they were yeah. they were really close. Some could but... even argue the. They're very similar plots, you know, like as far as all the Marvel oh, yeah. movies, well, but that's something else. And that, not just that, but uh, again, just like with the first one, uh, the second one ends with a giant scene with a horde of robots, yeah. basically. So, basically. Same, same as that kind of uh, So I have a question. Thing. Yes. Um, one of my friends on Facebook posed this question, yeah. and he was asking, this year, what do you think is going to be the bigger movie? Avengers two or Star Wars? Which one will make more money? Oh, Star Wars! I think Star Wars. I think will... Star Wars because everybody it... loves Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say it's going to beat it pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I... That's kind of how I went too. I think I, 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 I love I'm Star Wars. See that movie too. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I'll, I'll, there's there's very little chance that I'll see this movie less than less than uh, twice. Yeah, which would be once. <laughs> 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 no, I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, in terms in terms of dollars, and we're talking worldwide here too. Mm-hmm. So although you know the Avengers and all the Marvel <laughs> movies are huge, I got is the event. Did the first Avengers movie break a billion? I don't know. I got to assume so. it got very close. So. If, if if it didn't, but I think Star. Uh, what the highest grossing movie right now as it stands is what Titanic. Is that still the highest grossing? No, it's Avatar now. I think. Oh, is it? I think so. Because whatever the highest grossing movie is like $2 billion or something. Is that right? I think it's Avatar. Is, but is it Avatar? I don't know what the numbers are. Okay. But, but I read an article and it was like for the opening weekend, it was like Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 2, yeah. Avengers 1, yeah. and then possibly this one, the right. Avengers 2. Okay. But that's just opening weekend. Mm-hmm. But no, I could, uh, yeah, I'd be very surprised if Star Wars doesn't beat Mm. Uh, doesn't doesn't beat this. I just bought two. It's a good question, but I just towels. You bought two towels. I bought two uh, Star Wars towels. I got R two for me and Vader for Mike. Getting and ready. I, getting ready for towel day. 
Oh, yeah, that's coming up, isn't it? Uh, 25th, yes. <laughs> um, and I got a shower curtain, and it's Han in Carbonite. Oh, you got rid of the murder the murder. Well, I, have, I still have the bloody <laughs> handprint one, but I, um, I, I took that one down to put up, like, you know, an actual, like, adult themed a little bit but i took it down because i put up my han solo one but i'm keeping it you know for when we have company i don't know if i want han solo watching me while i'm showering well he's in carbonite yeah it's not like, oh is he in carbonite yeah i just said it was han solo and carbonite i wasn't paying so attention. he's just like this <laughs> Uh, it's half listening. So that's what men do. Oh yeah, Think Geek was having a pretty good uh, sale. Everything Star Wars. Everything like I go to. Th- every time I go to Think Geek to buy something, it's always sold out of what I want. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. So. I'm glad I got my giant cookie jar when I did then, because they don't have that anymore. Oh. I'm addicted to these Star Wars uh, statues right now. I'm pretty uh, sure if I get one more, Carrie's going to divorce me. That was, I, that's why I, I so desperately want to collect the statues, but I can't afford it. There's there's no there's I don't know what no statues way. you're talking well, the, about. There's all kinds of statues. These are, yeah. they're not, I don't know what I would call them statues. They're, if you go to Barnes & Noble, you'll see them. Yeah. They're, they're more, more I th- oh, I think I know exactly. Ones, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But what's cool about it is you can change their, their poses. So if right. you get bored with something, you can swap yeah. out their arms and you're doing something else. But yeah. Huh. I don't know if I want to go into this, but I'm going to say it. I have the Darth Vader, the Imperial <laughs> Guards, the Stormtroopers, and uh, a Boba. And uh, I want to get, you know, Luke, Leia, all that next. Get the droids and everything. But uh, yeah. you know, I'm trying to think of a way to get them without caring knowing. So, <laughs> to be continued. Hey, this, hey. Is, this is John's version of being unfaithful. Uh. <laughs> it feels so good to let this out. <laughs> You're oh. amongst friends. Yeah, no, no one's going to hear it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> seven or eight, seven or eight of Heather's friends will hear this. And that's that's all. And my friends don't care. Yeah. They're just as nerdy as I am. It's okay. <laughs> all right, guys. I think we're, we're going to start wrapping this up here. Uh, thank you for joining us as usual, Heather Bates. Do you have anything to play? We never let Heather ask Heather if she has anything to plug because I know you have an Etsy store, or at least you did. You I did. Have... I don't anymore. Oh, I, no. It was it was just too expensive a and work, like yeah. it was a lot of work and. Okay. You'd have to pay taxes on like everything. Yeah, I wonder how that all works. Welcome to America. It's a big yeah. pain in the behind. So you have nothing to. Uh... Well, I do have. Uh, we still have our business. It's called Rule Number One, and we do um, just crocheted stuff for anybody who wants it. <laughs> and how do we how do we visit you at Rule Number One? We have a Facebook page, and if you just uh, type in Rule Number One, all in letters. Now, why is it called Rule Number One? Oh, well, when we were trying to think up a name, we were, um, we couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Um, so I came up with rule number one because my rule number one is always have a hoodie with me because I, I'm constantly cold because you know this. Yes, like, all, we're, I know. I'm all always cold. So, crazy. um, one year, um, we all went to Cape Cod and we were going to the beach and I was in the car, all buckled up, ready to go. And I said, wait, Dad, I need, I need my hoodie. So I run in the house. I come back out. I got my hoodie. And Amy's looking at me like I have five heads. She's like, we're going to the beach. Why do you need a hoodie? <laughs> this is midsummer as well? Oh, yeah. It was like August. 108 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I need my hoodie. And um, so she's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, watch, watch. So we go to the beach. And it's like drop below 90. So (laughs) no. So um, we leave the beach probably around four. We go out to eat. And um, 
it's cold in the restaurant because they got all the air on and this right. and that. You, that. You've been out right. in the sun all day, so, sure. you know, you're kind of cold. Mm-hmm. And then after dinner, we go out to play mini golf at uh, Pirate's Cove out in uh, wherever it is. Yep. And Amy is shivering. Ah, she ah. is freezing. And I looked at her and I went, rule number one. <laughs> so ever since then, she's always had her rule number one with her. So it's it's just something that we kind of share. Inside joke. Inside like, joke. Like all right, yeah. And we make crocheted stuff, so it's all warm stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought it made sense. But anyway, yeah. that's that's my dopey little story that's about awesome. our company name. And so you go to Facebook and look for rule number one. All spelled out, yes. O-N-E. O-N-E. Yeah. Gotcha. John, how's uh, Mostache going? It's going. Yeah. Uh, you, up, you up to 150 yet? Uh, we're on 139. All right. Get that's closer. how many issues? Uh, uh, pages. pages. Oh, pages. pages. Yeah. Which right. is respectable. I mean, that's that's like six or seven comic issues at least. That's what, what 20 pages? 20, yeah, that's, right that's, around there. Yeah. So you're you're doing good. Yeah. We're going to print it eventually. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> now, what it, what is it about? Like, I've heard you no, talk it, about it. it, it but... Actually, I don't know if we've ever gone over. They could give a quick... Oh, uh, God. I'm not good at descriptions here, but it's about a... Guy who wakes up one morning with a mustache on his face, and it's an alien mustache who <laughs> is hiding from the evil faction on his planet, and uh, basically the razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 just a story of a guy in a mustache trying to save the world. Well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that old that a old guy, stereotype. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A guy in his alien mustache. And then one of the things, like, if we ever were to do multiple stories on there, like, if you think of anybody in history, like Hitler was an evil mustache, uh-huh. Genghis Khan oh. was an evil mustache. Yeah, but Abraham Lincoln had a really cool. There were one. good ones too. You know, oh. that might have been Mo. You don't know. And that Maybe. actually is a story we're getting into. So is Mo the name of the guy or is Mo the name of the mustache? His actual name, I don't pronounce it. You have to ask the creator of. Ryan Tendry. Yep. Yep. Um, but it's like Mo Zalu, something like that. Mo it's Zalu. spelled out different, but... He, okay, so Mo... Dave just calls him Mo. Mo is the mustache. Yes. yes. What's the guy's name? Dave. Dave. Very uh, generic. Yes. yes. He's just your everyday guy. What name? I, lo- I love this area. I love... It, You're I, being nice. I, no, I, did, I, did, I when you first showed it to me, it's been what's been five, six years. Five now? years or so. Yeah, and uh, when it first started, you only had like twenty or thirty. Of yeah, it's not uh, much. And yeah. all of this genius stuff is coming from across the street. Uh, genius, sure. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> wow. It is, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. I do want to go back. But, I hate that the artist party where you want to go back and like redo stuff. I'm just going to yeah. leave it alone. But there's yeah. days where I just want to. I know how you feel. From scratch, you know? The new book that I'm working on is I'm redoing a book that I did 13 yeah. years ago that I wasn't It's a happy cycle. With. It's yeah. an ugly cycle. Is yeah. that rib? No, it's uh, Human Error. Oh, I don't know that one. Yes. You'll... How far are you? Where, where's your status in this? Uh, not very far. <laughs> I have to have it done by July in order to have it printed up in time for the comic conventions that yeah. I'm uh, committed to. And I've got four out of 24 pages. And that's if I keep it at 24 pages because I have a very bad habit of making things a lot yeah. bigger. Every year, Brian and I, with. we're always talking about, okay, this is the year we're going to get it printed for New York. We're going to bring copies of it to New yeah. York. Whether yeah. give them out or whatever. Um, so maybe this is the year we'll do it. Do you, have, do you have, a, do you have a, a part at in the story where you could cut it off and print the book? Yeah, we have. I mean, as far as chapters go, I mean, we definitely end after like 20, 30 it pages, you know, as a chapter. Yeah. So I'm sure we could find a, a good point to, you know, 
end it, but then also show some interest to keep going. Right. For for a person to you know who's reading it for the first time. Are yeah. you going to Comic Con this year? Just the New York one. Yeah. Yeah, we, I've been going there for the past like four years. It's like really the only show I go to. Yeah. Me and uh, my mom wants to go again. I'm she had such a good time. I'm still trying to decide between going to Boston or New York City. I can't afford both. Mm. I would think New York would be the better. I mean, as far as reaching the most too, amount of people. Here's here's the uh, right. So that that's where that's where I'm having my problem. Uh, Boston might have like like forty fifty thousand people, and I think that's I think that's an exaggerated estimate. And it'll cost me about two thousand dollars to do that show. Um, New York City is going to cost me twice as much, but they're they're uh, posting like one hundred and fifty thousand people out there, so four times as many people for only twice as much money, more bang probably... for your buck, but. It's four thousand dollars. Yeah, that you got to come up. Would with. you think that probably more? New York is such a wide ranging show of of uh, you know pop culture stuff. You yeah. know, I feel like would Boston be more comic centric? Well, and, if that's the case, I'd go straight. I would just go straight to Baltimore because that was nothing like comics. That yeah. was that was an amazing show. Last How much year. would that cost? Uh, that'd be close to about two thousand. Yeah. Also, yeah. So in turn, it's. Uh, yeah, if I had unlimited money, obviously I'd go do all of these shows. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> if I had unlimited money, I wouldn't need to do all these shows. Yeah. Right? I believe the tickets, the last couple of years, we got stuck going on a Sunday to New York. I want to make they sure. They sell out very. Like, they do. I, I want to make sure I like, get them the day they go on sale and get Saturday. Because I got tickets for us last year, mm-hmm. and I was at the computer the moment it yeah. started, yeah. and I ended up just getting, because we I was going to try to get the passes for the full weekend. Those were sold out. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it came to my turn, um, it was like it was like the because uh, we went on a Friday, yep. that, yeah. Because the Saturdays were sold out already, mm-hmm. and uh, so we we got the just the Friday. Yeah. Tickets. Friday was fun. I had a great yeah. time. My yeah, mom still, still talks about it. She <laughs> loved it, so she wants to go again. I said I'm only going to go again if I can sit behind a table, and mm-hmm. I got to decide. I have to make up my mind quickly because it's yeah. it's coming up. I got to be yeah. able to plan. I think the tickets go on sale Next on the thirteenth. Yes, yeah. so. Yeah. so. I have to I have to figure that out. So, but keep an eye out for us because we will be doing conventions, and we'll be selling stuff, doing sketches, selling Little Nemo prints, yeah, and hopefully my new comic. At that point, so, all right, yeah. and so mustache m o s t a c h e dot com mustache comic dot com mustache comic dot com. The spelling was on point. You were good there. Thank you. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. It was. Uh, hopefully, we have Heather back next week to do some news. Cool. We haven't done news in a long time. We haven't. I've been, I've been so busy. I feel lost without the news. Yes, I know. I know. Things I got a little crazy with us, too. I so. don't know what's going on in the world anymore. So, <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Please look us up on Facebook, Twitter, and check us out at calistration.com. And support us by purchasing our new Master Series prints featuring Little Nemo and Slumberland. You got four 18 by 24 inch prints. That's calistration.com. Okay, thanks everybody. We'll catch you next time.